not Pastor Evans' word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your your people. Thank you for the spirit of God who's here to teach us. And I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, as I step back, the spirit of God will step up to minister to these single individuals. And I pray that today's word will be an impartation to the point where God, it would literally change the trajectory of their lives. That they will leave today empowered, encouraged. They will leave today inspired to grow closer to you than they ever have before. And I thank you for signs, miracles, and wonders following their lives as they submit and do what they hear today in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Those of you watching, you may be seated. I'm amazed that there's so many more single people than married people that were here this morning. Amen. I guess you want to get out of the house, huh? (laughs) So we're in our third lesson in our series entitled Unfiltered. Everybody say unfiltered. So if you're visiting us physically for the first time or viewing with us digitally for the first time, the whole month of September, we've decided to separate our church. And so our nine o'clock service was for our married people. And this service that you're viewing right now or you're sitting in right now is for single individuals. And so if you're here physically in the room and you're married and you didn't know about the separation, listen, sit tight. I believe you'll learn something as a married person in this, physical, in this single environment that will encourage you to stay married. Amen. And then if you're watching me and you are married and you didn't know about it, you can just log off right now and go back to the 9 o'clock service this morning. And I talked about this morning with our married people learning to please. And the whole lesson was designed about learning how to please your spouse. So... If you're here uh, today and you're uh, visiting us, raise your hand. If you're visiting visitors, raise your hand. Any visitors in the house? Come on, give our our visitors a big hand clap. Thank you so much for coming. If you're taking notes, you should have gotten some notes in your bulletin. If you did not get notes, would you please raise your hand and our visitors will bring you the notes that we have. If you're watching us online, uh, there's some directions. If you look on how to receive the notes and download them for today's message. So if you're taking notes or if you have your notes, the lesson title today for our single people is live your best life now. Live your best life now. And unfortunately, the title for today's message is already, in my opinion, a contradiction to where most people, most singles live today. 
the average single person feels like life's fulfillment cannot start until I said I do. So just look at your neighbor and say, that's not me though. Now look at your other neighbor and say, but it looked like you though. (laughs) The problem with that type of thinking is this. Statistics show that 45% of you who are here or you who are watching, 45% of single people have already been married before and now have divorced. So if you feel that fulfillment in life does not start until you get married, then my question is, why did almost half of the single people who are currently divorced, why did they end their marriage if marriage brought fulfillment to them? Say amen to that. Because see, the reality of the situation is this. True fulfillment only comes when you are drinking from the fountain of living waters. And so I taught that lesson. I think that was lesson number one. So how, here's the question. How do you as a single person maximize your single life, watch this, without waiting on a mate to bring you fulfillment? Well, I'm glad you asked me that question. So let's start with point number one. Here's point number one. My points are kind of long, but I'll explain them. Here's point number one. You as a single person can only find fulfillment when you fully accept your current state of singleness as God's perfect will for your life. See, it's quiet in here already. Let me repeat point number one. As a single person, you will not be fulfilled in your life until you fully accept your current state of singleness as God's perfect will for your life. In other words, you must become fully content with just you and God. And here is why this has to be the foundation of your single life right now. Because you will not be able to live a successful or fulfilling single life without being content with being single. So let's go to Philippians chapter 4 because I'm going to show you the secret of how to live a fulfilled single life because there are some of you in the room and there are some of you who are watching me who you don't realize your life for fulfillment is on hold because you're waiting on somebody else to make you whole. Philippians chapter 4 verse 10 it says, but I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at the last of your, uh, at the last of your care of me has flourished again. Wherein you also were careful, but you lacked opportunity. He says in verse 11, here's the thing I want you to see. He said, but not that I speak because I want something. For I have learned, look at your neighbor and say, I'm learning. He says, for I have learned in whatever state that I'm in, therewith to be what church? To be content. 
I know both how to be abased. I know how to be abound everywhere. And in all things, I'm instructed both to be full and be hungry. I know how to abound. I know how to suffer need. I'm going to add this. I know how to be married and I know how to be single. He says, but I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So listen, your ability to live a successful single life through Jesus Christ, listen, is tied to your contentment. Listen to the New Living Translation of Philippians chapter 4 verse 10. It says, how I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me again. I know you've always been concerned for me, but you didn't have the chance to help me. Verse 11, not that I was ever in need. For I have learned, look at your neighbor again and say, I've learned. He says, I've learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me the strength. So listen, the key reason that most single people are not content with being single. Listen, here's the key reason. Because they have not learned how to be content. I want you to notice what Philippians 4 said in verse 11. He says, not that I speak in respect of wants, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. Here's a take-home statement if you want to write it down. As a single, this is as a single person, contentment is learned, not burned. You say, well, what do you mean by that? I'm saying marriage is not the cure for singleness. Contentment is. Because see, some of you all, based on lesson number two that I gave you last week, you're burning. I'm on fire. I'm on fire. 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 Fire, Lord. Fire. Well, contentment is not, it's, it's learned. It's not burned. In other words, you're not going to be content when you get married because marriage doesn't bring contentment. It brings companionship. Now, what does that word learn mean? Because I want you to see that Paul said, the only way I'm able, listen church, to do all things through Christ is because I've learned how to be content. So you will not be able to do all things through Christ until you first learn how to be content. And the problem is the average person doesn't know what being content is all about. So when you look up that word learn, it means to come to know and understand. So what Paul was saying is, I've come to know and understand how to do all things through Christ. There are certain things as a single that must be learned in order for you to grow. Jesus, listen, had to learn some things in order for him to walk out God's will for his life. If Jesus had to learn some things you're going to have to learn some things. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 8, it says this, Though he, Jesus, was a son, yet he learned. What did he do? He Okay, so if he learned it, he didn't know it prior to learning. He learned through experience. Watch this. He learned obedience by the things which he suffered. And then being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation. 
unto all that obey him. I love this next version. I'm not sure what it is. It says this. Though he was God's son, he learned trusting obedience by what he suffered, just as we do. Then having arrived at the full stature of his maturity and having been announced by God as high priest in order for, uh, in the order of Melchizedek, he became the source of eternal salvation to all who believingly obey him. In other words, listen, Jesus learned. He came to know and to fully understand obedience. And he did that. Watch this now. He did that through learning. And you're going to have to learn to be content. And the world that we live in, do not encourage contentment. Everything is right now. Do you know that until you accept that it is the will of God for your life right now to be single, that you won't be content being single? But I don't want to be single. That's the problem. If it was not God's perfect will for your life right now, you wouldn't be. So the fact that you are single is the proof that it is the perfect will of God for you. You ain't ready. You think you ready. You ain't ready. You can't even balance your budget and you ready. You ain't ready. Amen, Pastor Elder Evan. Just as he, Jesus, learned, came to know and fully understood obedience through what he endured, most single people have not learned what contentment is so they can just, listen, they're not content with singleness. They're just enduring it. I'm waiting for my change. My change is coming. Now, the word content, y'all not going to like this word, but this word content, Paul said, in whatever state I am, I've learned to be content. So what did he learn to do? Well, the word content means to be sufficient for oneself. It means strong enough or possessing enough to no, need no aid or support. You are independent of external circumstances. Now, you're not saying you don't need a man because somebody done hurt you. You're saying you don't need a man because you got the man and his name is Jesus. Sufficient for oneself. The word content, listen now, this is what amazed me about this word content. It's only used in the Bible one time. And it's in this verse right here so here's the question are you sufficient enough for you oh no 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 based on instagram you not i saw an instagram post on a young lady and she had a flat that day she was like see this is why i need a husband so he can come and change my flat well she better be like glad she ain't married to me because I'm going to call AAA. I pay for the service. 
get my hands dirty, sweat in the hundred degree weather when AAA is coming. She getting married because she have a flat tire. Girl, you better get AAA. <laughs> when the papers come in the mail, just say, I do. To AAA, praise the Lord. Are you sufficient enough for you? Are you strong enough for you? Are you sufficient enough to not need any aid or support? Are you okay without the need of external circumstances? When you are sufficient with you, it doesn't matter if somebody compliments you or not. You haven't learned contentment when someone compliments you, woman of God. I'm coming, men. Don't worry about it. I'm an equal opportunity pastor. <laughs> he complimented you. Oh, you look so nice today. Oh, he must like me. He doesn't like you. He liked the way you look today. Okay? Don't read nothing else into it. He complimented you. That's it. Same go with you, man of God. Oh, I like your outfit today. She must want me. No, she doesn't want you. She just wanted you to know you look nice today. That's it, man of God. See, the fact that you're thinking like that shows that you're not sufficient in you. Let me be nice. So the reality of the single life is this. When you are content, Jesus should be enough. Listen, I'm coming now, boy. This is... Look, this one is so bad, I have to do it like this. (laughs) If being single was so bad, why didn't Jesus get married? Huh. Let me say it over here. If being single was so bad, why didn't Jesus get married? Let me say it over here. If being single was so bad, why didn't Jesus get married? Now look at your neighbor and say, he was talking to you all three times. Go on and tell him. All three times. The truth is, most singles don't want to hear that it is better to be single than it is to be married. See, some of y'all don't need to get married, ever. I know you want to. Pastor, you're busting my dreams. You're breaking my dress. What you doing? Pastor's on my vision board. I know. That's not a dream. It's a nightmare. Some of y'all just need to stay single. I mean, that's just, I know you might not want to be, you know, I don't want to hear that. Well, well, let me just say it like this. I'm going to say it, let me stick with the Bible so you can argue with God. 
It's actually better to be single than it is to be married. Boy, I didn't get, I didn't get no amens. All I got was hums. Like, hmm. <laughs> First Corinthians chapter 7, verse 32. First Corinthians 7, 32. Watch what Paul said to the church of Corinth. He says, but I would have you without knowledge or but I would have you without carefulness. He that is unmarried, is that a single person? He that is unmarried cares for the things that belong to the Lord, how he may please the Lord. But he that marries cares for the things that are of the world, how he may please his wife. Verse 34, there is a difference between a wife and a virgin. The unmarried woman, how many know that's a single person? An unmarried woman cares for the things of the Lord that she might be holy both in body and in spirit. But she that is married cares for the things of the world, how she may please her husband. Verse 35, and this I speak for your own profit, not that I may cast the snare upon you. Watch this church, is coming. But for that which is comely, and that you may attend upon the Lord without distractions. And many singles are distracted because they're not content. Verse 36. But if any man think that he behaves himself uncomely toward his virgin, if she's past the flower of her age and, 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 so, and needs so, let him do what he will. He sins not if he marry. Let them marry. Verse 37. Watch this now. I'm coming. Nevertheless, he that stands steadfast in his heart, having no necessity, but has the power of his own will and has so decreed in his heart that he will keep his virgin, he does well. Verse 38. So then. He that gives her in marriage does well. In other words, you get married, you do good. <laughs> it's okay. But, there's that but. Now look at your neighbor and say, I wish that but wasn't there. He says, but he that gives her not in marriage does better does better wow being single is better he said well I don't believe that pastor I want to find out for myself well all you got to do is ask 45% of this room let me tell you something right now you can control your money how you want you ain't got to tell nobody. You ain't got to ask nobody. You don't have to be accountable to nobody with your money except for God. You don't have to ask can you go on a trip. You don't have to worry about somebody being jealous. You don't have to figure out what you're going to do. You can do what you want to do when you're single. The New Living Translation of 1 Corinthians 7.38 says this. So the person who marries his fiancé does well. Hello. It's okay. 
And the person who doesn't marry does even better. Oh, wow, 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 wow. It's better to be single? Are you kidding me, Pastor? I've never heard that before. I don't believe that. Why don't I feel that, Pastor? You don't feel it because you're burning. If it's better to not marry, Houston, we have a problem. So what is it about relationships that make the average single person want to be in it so bad? Here's point number two. It's going to get better. Singleness is not your identity, nor will marriage be. See, I'm going to show you today why you really want to get in a relationship. I'm going to show you today why you really want to be married. I know what your mouth is saying. You know, when I be, you know, talking to people and, and I know what they saying, they lying. I'll say to them, I, hear, I see your lips moving. Right? Well, some of y'all think you want to be married for one reason, but that's not really why you want to. And so here's the thing. Singleness is not your identity. So no, nor will marriage be. Most people are chasing relationships because they are looking for someone to complete them. They're looking for their soulmate. The problem is you will never find your identity or fulfillment with the resource, but only with the source. In other words, listen. If I look to anything other than God for my fulfillment and my contentment as a person, single person, I'm chasing identity decoys and not the real thing. And this is why, listen now, the woman at the well who got married five times, she was really looking for someone to tell her who she was. Let's go to John chapter 4. Let me show you this. John chapter 4 verse 16. This lady, she was really looking for somebody to tell her who she was. She was looking for somebody to accept her for who she was. John chapter 4 verse 16, it says, Jesus said to her, hey, go call your husband and tell him to come here. And the woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, you have said, well, I have you have no husband, for you have had five husbands. And he whom you are now with is not your husband. So either she was shacking or she was just dating around with somebody who she's decided, hey, I'm just not even going to get married no more. I'm just going to. Verse 19. The woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive you are a prophet. Now let's jump down to verse 28. After he prophesied to this woman, after he, after he talked to her, watch what happened in verse 19. Or verse uh, 28. The woman then left her water pot. Watch what she did. And went her way into the city and said to the men, Come see a man, watch this, 
which told me all things that I ever did. Is this not the Christ? She was looking for someone to tell her who she was. She was looking for someone who she believed could understand her. And when Jesus did it, she realized that's the man. And the reason most of y'all want to get in a relationship it's because you're looking for someone to accept you. You're looking for someone to identify, to tell you who you are. And, and that's what she did. That's why she ran and said, she could have ran and said, why didn't she run and say, hey, I met somebody who can give you some water that you'll never thirst again. That ain't what she said. She said, hey, 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 I met somebody. Boy, he told me everything about myself. Well, you ought to already know about yourself. See, that's why some of you all end up twisted up, bound up, chained up in relationships because they are, people are t these, these people are telling you, watch this, not only what you want to hear, but they're telling you things you, 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 let me say it like this. They're telling you stuff that you ought to already know about you because if you really knew it about you, you wouldn't be impressed by them saying it. That's what happened with her. Come see a man that have told me everything about myself. So here's the question. Because the average single person is looking for acceptance and unconditional love. And I'm not saying that's bad, but that's stuff that comes from God. Here's the question. How do you live your best life right now? How do you do that? Ask me, say, Pastor, how do I live my best life right now? I'm glad you asked. Let's go to point number three. Your best life comes when you, when you know, accept, and walk in the real you. I'm going to say that again. Your best life comes or your best life starts when you know, accept, and walk in the real you. In other words, listen, church, the real you is the word you. Let's go to John chapter 1 as we close. John chapter 1, verse 19. See, the real you is the word you. Paul told, I mean, uh, 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 in the book of uh, well, Jeremiah, God says, I, 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 before you were formed in the belly, I knew you. John 1, 19, it says, and this is the record of John. When he sent the, the priest and the Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? And John confessed and denied not, but confessed, I am not the Christ. At least John knew who he wasn't. So why are you getting upset when your baby's daddy calling you names? Why? Why? He calling you names that ain't your name. Why do you get mad? Because you don't know who you're not. John said, the, the, the scripture says, he says, I'm not the Christ. Verse 21. They ask him then, are you Elias? They said, well, I'm not. He says, I'm not. He says, are you that prophet? And he answered, no. Let me just point out to you that people will have their idea of what they think you are. Who they think you are. So they already have their perception of who they think you are. And if you don't watch it and listen, if you need acceptance from their perception, then what they perceive it might not be right. And here it is, this case, they say, hey, are you Elias? Are you that prophet? No. He says, no, I'm not. So verse 22, they said, well, who are you that we may give an answer to them that sent us? What do you say about you? Verse 23. 
He said, here's the answer, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. And I'm going to say it like this, as said the book of Isaiah. John got his identity from whom God said he was. In other words, the real you is the word you. And until you accept the word you as the real you, you won't be able to accept whoever say they love you. You're not going to be able to really get that. Why? Because if I cannot trust in, believe in, and rely on, watch this now, the living word to tell me who I am, why am I going to try to get that from a physical person? It's not going to happen. So here's the question. How do I accept, believe, walk in the real me, which is the word me? Well, application. Here's number one. I must view being single as a blessing and not a burden. See, some of y'all, it's a burden. You wake up every morning and the only thing on your mind is getting married. You ain't got to say amen. I'm going to say it for you. Amen, pastor. That's all you think about. I'm talking to somebody right now. It's all on your I'm talking to some, this person online. They not in here. Somebody online. You got a confession, girl. Every morning you confess, you know, uh, your Boaz. Well, I hope you find your Boaz. Keep your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> I must view being single as a blessing and not a burden. Number two, I must remove all false criteria that I've used to define me. Is your value in your valuables? See, most people, the value that they have of themselves is in their valuables. We say, yo, pastor, I ain't got no valuables. Yes, you do. Bam, bam, bam. That's why you see all this nakedness online. Because that's their valuables. You really want to put value in bam, bam, bam? Really? What happens when bam, bam, bam changes to boom, boom, boom? What you going to do? It's not going to stay bam, bam, bam. I'm telling you. It's not going to stay bam, bam. I'm telling you. It's not going to stay bam, bam, bam. Ask Mother Barbara. Ask Mother Lucy. Ask Mother Lucille. Bam, bam, bam changes to boom, boom, boom. Oh, so that's your valuables? Really? Oh, you got the ones, you know, you got the people online, they flash it all the money. Is that your valuable? When money is like the wind, it can fly away? Really? You're going to put your value in something that the stock market can be up one day and down the next day? Really? 
Oh, oh, oh so, uh, uh, so you're going to put your valuables into, in your intellect. Oh, I have. See, some of y'all in this room, you're like a thermometer. You have many degrees. I am going to educate my way to the top. That's my valuable. I'm looking for what they call a, a high-value man. I'm a high-value woman. I'm looking for a high-value man. That's right. If he ain't making six figures, he needs to keep stepping. Really? Your values and your education? That's a problem. You must remove all false criteria. That, I, that you've used to define you. Here's number four or number three. You must accept the word me so that you can live the best me. Or let me say it like this. You must accept the word you so that you can live the best you. That's what John did. He accepted who God said he was. And then number four, as a single purpose person, you're going to have to purposely put in the word to shed light, watch this, of who you really are. Psalm 119, 130, I love it. This is what it says, and this is the last verse. The entrance of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. You want to know who you are? Get in the word so the word can produce some light, so the light can give you understanding of who you are. So that way, when... Papa John comes along. You ain't impressed. No, because some of y'all, y'all so far, y'all now, y'all, y'all, uh, uh, I'm talking about both ways, sugar daddy. You, you, he ain't got nothing for you. You know it. But you in it for the money. Pastor, he got some money, though. He can pay some of these bills. If I got to get him a little, that's fine, but... It's worth, it's worth my house, no, pastor. <laughs> what I'm saying is real. There are some people right here in this room. I'm not talking to those online right now, but maybe you can receive this word. There's some people in this room. You have no intentions of taking the relationship any further than where it is. You're not interested in marrying this person. You're not interested in getting engaged in this person. You're leading them that way, but you know you're not going to do it because you're just milking them. We got some milk men and some milk women in this room. No, because men are milk too now. Especially if they're getting the milk for free. Oh, yeah, Pastor Evan jumped in this thing, huh? Oh. You seen that movie, Get Out? 
How many have seen that movie? Get out. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Maybe if I say it like it's a spirit, you'll get out. Because we don't like ghosts. We're like, oh, no. We say, soon we, we, look, you hear something in your house, we like. <laughs> right? Get out. So, I'm done. I'm done. Did, did, did y'all get something out of the word today? Did y'all get something? I'm sorry, I went five minutes over. That was worth five minutes. So, before I do the altar call, because some of you all, you really need to get out. But before I get it, so this morning, you know, I woke up and, uh, you know, Apostle's going to be here next week, those of you who are watching. And it's taken up one of my normal Sundays that I would still split our church. Because I normally do the whole month of September. And I'm thinking, man, I'm missing a week. I only did got three in. So, by way of vote, you can vote online. Here's how you're going to vote. You're going to vote by saying, do to uh, uh, continue, or if you don't want to continue, just say discontinue. That's how you're going to vote. So when you say, what am I voting on? Should I do one more week of splitting our church with single and married? If you want me to do that, raise your hand if you want me to do it. Really? Okay. Y'all don't even need to vote online. Yeah, you do. Go ahead. Because it's, it's more of them in, the, in, in here watching. So if you online want me to do one more week of the split because there's something that I need to talk to the single people about. I'm not going to tell you what it is. It's, it's I need to talk to you all about this. So right now, the house says thumbs up. So we'll see what the, because, you know, I go through, back through the feed, and thank you all for putting your comments in and everything, but I'll go through the feed to see how many continues or discontinue, and uh, I'll let you all know at my Wednesday noon prayer if I will continue or discontinue for the following week. Amen? Come on, give the Lord a, a hand clap if you got something today. So with every head bow, every eye closed. There's some single people watching me and there's some single people in the room that need to take this message seriously. Your next spiritual level is dependent on how you receive this message today. There are some people watching me and are listening to me who have literally been going in a spiritual circle You've been like the children of Israel walking around in the wilderness over and over and over again. And God is saying to tell me to tell you today that you can stop walking in spiritual circles if you will make a decision to apply this word today. Be okay with where you are. Be okay. So Father, I pray that the word has fallen on good ground. I thank you. That it's going to change the life of every single person who has heard and who's watching in Jesus' name. With every head still bowed, here's my question. If you die today, if you're watching me.